Hello and welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast. I'm your host, Chat Perks, and we're going to be doing something a little bit different today. We're going to be talking about why cats are cunts. Now, I can see some of you wincing at the sound of that word. I should just say, if any of you are regular listeners, you'll know that I swear a little bit. It's an adult podcast, but I don't go out of my way to swear in them. In fact, a lot of the podcasts I don't swear at all. I just use it to emphasise certain points. And you might say that it's a little bit strong calling cats cunts. Uh, I would just say, if you don't like the word cat or cunt, then I would uh, skip this podcast and listen to another one because it's going to be rather colourful, to put it lightly. Uh, I should also say that I don't hate cats. Um, I'm not against them at all. I think they are wonderful creatures and can make lovely pets. But they do have some negative points, certainly in terms of wildlife, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. I will mention dogs as well. Uh, I, I am unashamedly I'm more of a dog person, but dogs aren't perfect. They have problems as well, so we'll, we'll cover that a little bit later in the podcast. But the main focus of this is going to be about why cats are just dicks with wildlife. I have had cats uh, growing up. I've not owned one myself, but a lot of my family have. My nan had a cat called Sutty, this beautiful black cat. And it used to follow me around the garden and it would look forward to me. I always think as cats being... Uh, slightly less dispassionate than dogs. Dogs are kind of, they'll love anyone. Cats kind of earn it a little bit more. But I did I did love this cat, Sooty, a big black cat. And I remember coming home one day, or coming to my nan's one day, and I could just hear this squealing, this horrible sound. I've never heard anything quite like it before. And Sooty, she was 22 years old at the time, and she only had two teeth. And she had this weasel in her mouth. And I'd never seen a weasel before. I would have been about eight or nine. And she was gumming it to death, just going, just munching on this poor little weasel. And eventually she spat out this ball of ginger. And that was the first experience I'd had of, of cats damaging wildlife. Now what's prompted me to do this podcast is that I've just moved to a new house. And there is, I'm not kidding you, at least a dozen cats that come into this garden. And I've never had that problem before. I've had the odd cat come into a garden, but they've never had hugely negative effects. Whereas the cats have definitely had a negative effect on uh, on the wildlife. So what I'm going to do in this podcast is examine are cats a problem and look at some of the facts and the figures around that and look at ways that you can discourage cats from your garden. Because obviously if you want to encourage wildlife, you may have some trouble with cats. So in a study by the Mammal Society, it was estimated that cats in the UK catch up to 100 million prey items over the spring and summer, of which 27 million are birds. That's a crazy amount of animals. Now, that's not counting prey that's been killed and left on site, or prey that's got away and died of its injuries. So it's likely to be a lot higher than that. The four birds that were worst affected were house sparrows. They were the most affected. It's a real shame because they're already in decline anyway. Blue tits, blackbirds and starlings. But there was a list of over 80 species of different creatures that cats had targeted. Now it should also be noted there is no scientific evidence to suggest that cats are solely causing bird populations to decline despite that large number. Evidence also suggested, suggested, suggested that cats typically target sick or injured birds. And there's nothing to say that they are actually having a huge decline in that. So um, it's not a major concern, but it's something that we should obviously be aware of and try to discourage if we can. Now, the southeast of England was the worst affected area, probably because the southeast of England 
is more densely populated, so more people are likely to have cats. And the Midlands coming in second, which is kind of my, my region, for the highest density of cats and cat kills. Now, I was reading through the list of some of the animals uh, that these furry little murder machines kill, and it really surprised me. Hares was among them. For a cat to kill a hare, that's pretty major. Water voles, I mean, I guess if you live along a river, then it's not really a surprise they bring water voles in. And once at a heringle, which actually my sister-in-law's cat, uh, Maisie, which is, she's a lovely furry cat, just fucking kills stuff, um, brought in this heringle and she couldn't fit it through the cat flap. She was kind of massaging this gull through there. But heringles are pretty impressive beasts, so for a cat to kill that. Uh, I was really surprised as well. Everyone always thinks of birds and uh, birds and mice, but they'll bring anything. Insects, uh, lizards, frogs were really high. I was quite sad to see that, you know, particularly as I love my frogs and love my pond. That is some wanker going by on a uh, on a moped, always oh, topless as well. What a dickhead! Sorry, I'm just looking out my window. But toads were slightly less unaffected. Uh, they weren't really hit, and that's not really a surprise because toads have a poisonous skin, so they're not likely to be predated. What can you do to help wildlife and keep cats out of your garden? That is the million-dollar question. Well, the easiest thing is to keep your cat indoors. If you keep your cat indoors, it can't go out and kill things. That's the, the, the kind of very simple solution. However, it's not as easy as that, as people aren't always in situations to keep their cats indoors all the time. Um, so it doesn't always work out, but that's the easiest solution. I mean, like, cat litter is, is like, cat shitting indoors is horrible. You haven't got somewhere for your cat to shit, and it's just shitting wherever it Funks. Cat shit is disgusting as well. Absolutely stinks. I mean, dog shit's not great, but cat shit's on another bloody level. Um, but it might be that you just haven't got the, the right kind of setup or whatever to keep your cat indoors all the time. But that's the best thing to do. It's a very simple solution. Failing that, keep your cat indoors at night. That's when a lot of cats hunt. That's when they're more likely to get birds that are sleeping in nests or target small mammals and things. So if you can't keep it indoors all the time, at least keep your cat indoors at night. Obviously, that relies on your cat coming back uh, because a lot of cats are are stray. Essentially, they're just, you know you've got no control over your pet when it when it buggers off for whatever. Um, but keeping it in at night does have a huge difference. Failing that, put a bell on its collar. It makes some difference. You know, um, it's not the best solution, but it, it will help to a degree. And, and well-fed. I mean, cats will normally have a kind of route of, um, you know, getting food of a few people. But if your cat's well-fed, it's less likely to hunt out of hunger. They do kill stuff anyway because they're little psychopaths. But if they're well-fed, they're not going to hunt for food. I do find that with cats. They give you a, a false sense of security. I remember a few years ago at New Year's Eve... I went around my friend's Josh's house and would have been about half one in the morning. So I was absolutely shit-faced and I was on the sofa like my eyes were crossed. I was dribbling, I, you know, wasn't wasn't all there. And his cat Phoebe came in and Phoebe was like a walking football, fattest fucking cat you've ever seen. And, it's, and she sat on my lap and normally Phoebe doesn't have anything to do with people, but she sat on my lap and I thought, oh, this is nice. And I was stroking Phoebe and she was purring. And there's something about a cat on your lap purring that's lovely. I really like that. I, I, it's one of the things I do like about cats is that really relaxing feeling when it's sat on you purring away. And we had a nice little moment. This went on for about 10 minutes. 
And then out of nowhere, Phoebe just goes, Meow! and nails me on the, on the knee. She scratches me and then bites my arm and fucks off. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, I'm, I'm already, you know, not in the quickest tool in the shed. And I wasn't doing anything to the cat. It just decided to have a pop at me. And the amount of people I know who've got psycho cats, who one minute they're absolutely fine, the next minute they're going for the jugular. Something people put up with cats, but like if your dog suddenly attacked people, you'd either, you know, you'd obviously either keep it out of the way or, or you know, you'd get put down or something. I'm not suggesting everyone puts their cats down because they're a little bit psych psychopathic, but everyone, I know a lot of people who have psychopathic cats. Anyway, we're going off on a tangent slightly. So back to keeping cats out of your garden. Well, there are a few things, but it largely depends on where you live, how many cats are there, what your garden's like. There's a, there's a huge amount of factors. So I'm going to be very general in how I say all this, but I'm going to use my garden as, uh, as an example and we'll, we'll go from there. So when I first moved into my garden, it was pretty barren. This is also the reason why there aren't many birds, I should note. I don't think it's solely because of cats. It's just because it was just lawn. So there's not a lot of habitat for birds there. There were no bushes. There was one tree. That was the only thing um, only thing in there. Now, there was some bushes in the corner of my garden, some non-native bushes. And I knew that they were going to come out anyway. But the cats like to hide under those bushes. It's a, it's a good ambush point for them. So they'd sit under there. It was a little bit sunny, so they'd sunbathe. Cats are sun worshippers. They love sunbathing. And I wanted to kind of get rid of that. If I get rid of these bushes, I'm, I'm, they're going anyway. The cats aren't going to sunbathe there as much. They're not going to feel as protected. So that was the first thing to do. There were also uh, loads of holes in my fence, big holes. Now these had to go anyway because I've got a small dog. I've got a sausage dog and I didn't want her to go through them. So plugging up all the holes, or at least to the point where cats can't fit through them, still big enough for other animals, it meant that the cats had to then jump over my fence. And if you're a cat owner, you'll know that a six foot fence is nothing to a cat. They'll quite easily jump up on there and, and, and get down. But if cats can avoid expending energy, they will. So jumping over a six foot fence is not ideal. They don't really want to do that. So it's a great way of discouraging them is having a, a slightly higher, higher fence in there. It really comes down to identifying why the cats are in your garden. Are they there to, to relax, you know, and chill out? Do they see your garden have a safe, a safe space? Are they going there to drink? Are they going there to hunt? Are they going there to sleep? And then whatever the reason that cats are, are mainly using your garden, you try and discourage that, that reason. You know, if they're going in your garden to have a massive steaming shit, then try and discourage them from doing that by making it unfavourable. Cats like to shit on bare soil. That's their favourite. So cover it with plants. Cover it with uh, plants that will cover all that soil. There's nowhere for them to, to dump then, ideally. It's one of the things that really annoys me, um, cat shitting in my garden. It's, I mean, I have to clear my dog shit up already, let alone someone else's bleeding pet. Uh, and cat shit, as I mentioned earlier, absolutely funks. It's disgusting. And if you think about cats eating uh, wild animals like mice, cats are carriers of a lot of parasites, which then my dog can be exposed to because of all the cat shit. My, I mean, dogs are dogs, they're disgusting animals anyway. She might eat the feces or go near it, and then my dog's got worms because of the local cats. So it's really annoying. It can be quite frustrating in, in that respect. The trouble with a wildlife garden 
is it's quite enticing for cats. If you think about it, there's a pond to drink, there's places to hide, and lots of things to hunt. So it's going to be trickier to keep cats out of that. But there are a few things that you can try, a few non-lethal ways. I should stress that. I mean, obviously in the UK, uh, there'd never be, you know, cat calls. But around the world, it's pretty common practice for cats and dogs to, to be shot. Obviously, I don't, I'm not advocating that. Um, in Australia, there are people who cat bounty hunters. They go around making hats and coats out of cats. You can't you can't make this up. But in the UK, we'd never do that. We we love our wildlife and our, and our animals, our pets too much. But it does mean if you've got uh, feral cats, it can be a lot more difficult to. Feral cats are a lot harder to rehome. Stray cats because because what's the difference? I mean, a stray cat is is someone's pet that just buggers off but comes home, it's used to people. A feral cat is a cat that just lives wild completely. Uh, but obviously, if they don't have a collar on, it's not microchipped, how, how do you know? It can be very difficult to, to tell them apart. So in, so in terms of keeping these cats, it's all about making the entry harder. Excuse me, Vicar. <laughs> and really, plugging up the holes, making the fence higher, um, they'll still get in, but they're expending more effort. Now, there are lots of other ways that you can try to keep cats out. Whether any of them are 100% proof, I don't really know. There are sensors that you can get that give off uh, very low sounds. Uh, I don't know what the evidence is for those working. I mean, might be worth a go. I've heard about people using lion shit. Like, you can buy lion shit online. I'm talking about big cat lion and spread that around your garden. But I mean, I don't really want any cat shit, let alone a big bloody lion turd. Um, apparently cats don't like the smell of that. You can get powders, I've heard of like peppers and things like that. Uh, they all seem a little bit kind of uh, homeopathic to me, like do the cats really care about that sort of thing? There's not a physical barrier. I mean, again, like if you take my garden, for example, there's 12 cats. Maybe one or two might be put off by that, but you know, they're not all going to be put off by that. I looked at different plants, and there are some plants that you can put into your garden that cats don't like. There's one actually called Scaredy Cat. Uh, I've not managed to buy any of this yet, but apparently the smell from Scaredy Cat, they hate the smell of it. So it might be worth planting that. I don't know if it's any good for wildlife, but I'm, I'm told Scaredy Cat's good. Lavender, apparently cats don't like lavender, which is very good for wildlife. It's not native, but the bees love it. And I am going to have lots of lavender in my garden, so I'm hoping that might put them off. And citrus is another kind of smell that a lot of cats don't like. But again, that comes down completely to individual cats. And they've got to be quite close to get a good whiff of that. So whether it's 100% foolproof, I very much doubt it. The best thing to do, uh, really, is shoo them off. You know, if you don't want cats in your garden, I mean, you can't do that 24-7. But I've noticed that since I've moved in, um, the cats are not coming in the garden in the day at all. They've shifted their behaviour. This is also because of my dog, who's not a fan of cats, even though she's smaller than a cat. She charges out there and chases cats, barks at them. So before we moved in, because we, we renovated the property before we moved in there, cats were always in the garden. No matter what time of day, there'd be a cat lounging on the lawn, having the fucking time of its life. Now we never see them in the day because Pepper runs out and chases after them. Even if they you know, aren't necessarily frightened of Pepper. She's an annoyance. She's barking at them. She's chasing them. So they no longer see my garden as somewhere to doss about in the day, but they are coming at night. I put a trial cam to see if I had hedgehogs. Lo and behold, the cats are coming at night. However, they're less likely 
to catch the diurnal species at night because they should be tucked away somewhere safe. So it has shifted the behaviour patterns. Again, not everyone's going to want to buy a dog to get rid of the cats, but if you have a dog, that should lower the amount of cats that you get into your garden to a degree. The thing to remember at the end of the day is that cats are intelligent and they're quite stubborn. If they want to get in your garden, there's not a great deal you can do about it. I've done other things like the, the cats now started walking along my fence. So I've now planted up uh, some Pythagora, which is a big spiky bush. I've planted some dog rose, some normal roses, uh, because they're going to grow up to the level of the fence, overlap it, and it means the cats won't be able to walk along those patches because it'd be too spiky. They're going to have to go into the neighbor's garden. So essentially it shifts the problem elsewhere. Uh, you know, you can't get rid of the cats, that's not possible. But it does mean that they're not going into my garden and they're not walking along. I mean, I don't really mind them walking along my fence, but I'd just rather them not be in my, in my garden at all. But it's a tricky issue. At the end of the day, it's someone's pet. I don't want to hurt anyone's pet. Uh, but at the same time, I don't want it to damage the wildlife in my garden. So it's a tricky issue. And I know that many of you uh, probably like cats and that you're cat owners but they can be a problem. I did say a talk about dogs in this as well, and I will mention dogs, and recently I've been watching a video of a spaniel chasing uh, a great crested grebe of its nest, and then it eats the chicks or the eggs, and that's quite heartbreaking to see that. The thing with dogs is, a bit like cats, it's a very simple solution with dogs on nature reserves, keep them on a lead, you know, or, or anywhere. If your dog cannot be controlled off the lead, keep it on the lead. It's not going to chase after things then. It's not going to cause um, cause an issue. Dogs are not angels. They jump into ponds. Uh, I know Neil Phillips, who's been on the podcast, he's, he's not a fan of dogs at all. And, you know, he says about them disturbing the water, um, the pest, the insecticide, you know, the flea stuff on their neck, going in the water, killing invertebrates, um, can be a real, a real problem. Again, keep your dog in the lead. Don't let it jump in the pond. It's very simple solutions. To, to these problems. But in practice, it's not always the case. If you're gonna walk your dog off the lead, take it somewhere where there's not gonna be you know, a great variety of wildlife, like a, a park you know, or something like that, uh, or you know, walk it around the street or whatever. People like to take their dogs into the natural world because you know, there's, there's different smells and whatever, but we don't necessarily consider uh, the impact it's having on, on local wildlife. So they're not perfect. I would argue cats are worse, but dogs aren't perfect either. So I won't, I won't say that they're completely angels in all of this. So before I go, I'm just going to talk about some responses I got from a Twitter post and a Facebook post that I did and asking people, my followers, you know, what would you suggest to try and discourage cats from, from going in my garden? And there were a few suggestions. Some of them were really, you know, pretty good. Others were batshit crazy and we're going to go through uh, a few of them. You can have a look at the post if you want on my, um, on my Facebook and my Twitter account. But one that came up a lot was using spikes, sticks, twigs, forks and things to poke out the ground. So where the cat is going for a, you know, a crap, it'll stop the cat going there, which is a good idea. And I think you can do it in a way that it looks natural. You know, for example, like bamboo sticks or something or laying down holly or a spiky uh, branch or something. It won't look too bad. Eggshell was another one. Um, it's basically that cats, they like kind of soft earth to to go for a nice dump on. So if you put stones or anything like that, that normally discourages a bark is another one. So um, I might try some of those. I did actually get some spikes for my fence. I should just say these are plastic spikes. 
so if the cat does step on it it's not going to impale it i'm not going to end up with a load of cats hanging off my fence so that's probably one good way to keep cats out but it's just a way to kind of funnel them away from my garden and and into other people's gardens now the trouble with putting spikes on your fence is i mean you could do it in an ornamental way where it looks nice but it makes your garden look like guantanamo bay it really looks like a prison so they're not very pretty doesn't really affect the birds you know think birds perching bramble and stuff like that so they're they're you know they're quite happy but it does kind of stop uh, cats i mean it is if you can fully spike your fence and you can plug all the holes up say if you live in an urban or a suburban garden it is one way to certainly keep most cats out but if you've got a really big garden it's probably not practical uh, it doesn't look very nice and the trouble is of course normally you only own one side of the fence so you'd have to ask your neighbors uh, if they don't mind you putting spikes up now this can be problematic if your neighbor owns a cat now one of my neighbors owns a cat and it's the cat that is that's a real fucker for killing stuff so i suspect i know how that conversation would go down uh, but i have put some spikes on, on my fence and um, it does discourage the cats a little bit i've actually put the spikes just where my bird table is because the cats used to sit on the fence staring at the bird table so now they can't do that so at least that's that's kind of worked uh, people said put bottles down glass bottles plastic bottles but again that just makes it look like a fucking mess so i probably won't do that a lot of people suggested water pistols which i do like the idea of a super soaker and blasting cats with that putting things in like lemonade citrusy stuff again the trouble is once you get the cats a couple of times they're obviously not going to let you get anywhere near them which means they'll keep away from you when you're in the garden but again at night time i bet all these people who say all these scare tactics with cats i bet if you put a trail cam at night your garden's full of cats um it, it would not surprise me at all tea bags were another one uh putting oil 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 <laughs> can't fucking say it oiler olbus you know that stuff you sniff when you when you're um poorly oiler olbus you know what i mean and stuff like that uh, mothballs were another one someone suggested getting the a team in i can just imagine mr t beating the shit out of a cat that'd be a good one uh, mint was another one i've got mint already i've got water mint and normal mint so that obviously don't work um fishing wire along the fence was more kind of a, a nicer way of keeping cats off again though it doesn't look very good i guess once the cat learns a new routine you could probably take some of that stuff down so it's just kind of changing the cat's routine getting it used to a new one and then you could maybe take some of this stuff down cucumbers was one now i only really know this from rick and morty uh that cats don't like cucumbers and apparently it's because they mistake them for snakes i think so someone said why don't you put loads of cucumbers around your garden and i thought well i I could do that. I could just get snakes. I did think about getting a couple of pythons. That would uh, that would solve the issue. And I did that post at the end on on Twitter and Facebook. I did put lethal and non-lethal ideas welcome. Obviously, I'm joking. I mean, I wouldn't want lethal ways to kill the cats because where would I bury them all? I, my garden's not big enough. So it's just my dark humour coming through. So I do uh, do apologise if people don't like that. Well, I don't. I don't give a shit. I don't apologise, actually. Uh, other things were get get a cat, get a cat myself. Um, no, 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 I don't want another cat. I mean, it, it might stop other cats crapping in my garden, but it's not. Unless I can get, a, a, you know, a very specific cat, one that's mean to other cats, doesn't shit in my garden, doesn't kill wildlife, gets on with my dog and likes a cuddle with me. If I can find that cat, then I'll get one. Otherwise, no. And then probably 
the weirdest one was to pee all over my garden. Someone said, you know, collect your piss and sprinkle it around the garden because cats don't like piss. I mean, I don't suppose many animals like piss. So I did think about getting lots of jars um, and collecting my piss, maybe letting it brew a little bit and putting it down and seeing if that would get rid of them. But um, I'm not sure I, I will do that. I may, maybe, I don't know. It depends how desperate I get. I mean, one person actually in the comments put that they would move house or they did move house because of how bad it got with the cats. And that's an extreme version. But to be honest, I can kind of sympathize. Like, you know, I've moved into this house. I'm, I'm really happy with it. And I'm trying to make my garden a wildlife haven. But at the end of the day, I've got a few cats that certainly do kind of keep the wildlife down. And what can you do? There's not a lot I can do. I, I can't keep the cats out 100%. I can deter them slightly, but they're never, they're never not gonna be able to get in my garden. The only kind of way that I've sort of done it is by just making loads of hidey places for animals to kind of hide away from the cats and try and discourage them how I can. But it, it's almost depressing, really. You know, I say, I don't I don't hate cats. I know I joke about them, but I do actually quite like cats. But i just rather them not murder everything crap in my garden. But hey-ho. Anyway, this has been my uh, ranty, ranty podcast, a bonus one. And I may do more of these. As always, I would encourage you to check out the YouTube channel, Wildlife Exposed TV. This is where we put all the highlights of my podcasts. And we're also on Twitter, at TitBearded. So give that a follow. That would really help out the podcast. This has been the Bearded Tits podcast. I've been your host, Jack Perks. And I will catch you in the next one. Cheers.